Good morning and welcome once again to Win Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, James Sheridan and John Berry with the United Way of Smith County. Good morning, guys. Great to have you with us. Good morning, Good morning. to you. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus, and InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Titles, John Barry, Development Director of the United Way of Smith County. Been in that job for a few years. And this year's campaign chair, uh, chair of the campaign that just wrapped up, James Sheridan. James, I think this is your maiden voyage with us, so certainly a special welcome for you. Thank you. Uh, the United Way of Smith County goes way way back to the community <laughs> chess days do you want to give us just a little bit of history and background who the united way is and what it does sure um so united way as a whole began uh, in the 1880s uh, in denver there was uh, kind of some issues as the silver rush was was ending and there were a lot of a lot of folks there and then not not enough work not enough resources and so some community uh leaders and 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 organizations came together and and found a way to help those local folks and that kind of spread from there um you're right about the community chest as it was first established in tyler in uh -huh. 1940 um before it was uh labeled united way and so we've been here this 80, 81st year in smith county of, of, of helping people so. all right helping people through partnerships that's really the key isn't it maybe if you get a little bit deeper into the actual mission and work of the united way for us in a nutshell most people have a pretty good understanding of it but uh for the newbies or people who need a refresher course yes and the the, the way the model is, is set up was set in 1940 is the way we're still we're still going now it is about the community coming together it's not about two or three people signing a gigantic check and trying to knock out a bunch of needs it's everyday people work working hard but but seeing an opportunity if, if i just can do a little bit and that person does a little bit and that person does a little bit then collectively we're solving a lot of problems together mm -hmm. and most people know the united way because because of the annual campaign but you do so much more we'll get to all of it during the course of the show today let's start though with the 2020 or 2020 21 campaign if you will now that ended just recently on march 31st great success for our community you tell us absolutely if, uh you know this time last year uh you know we're starting to learn more about covid and it started to affect some things and we were having some meetings and well, how's this going to work this year? Because one thing we knew is that the needs were going to be increased in the community. More people looking for work, more people looking for food, temporary housing, just from the from the rippling effect of, of everything that COVID was, was causing. Um, and so we, we weren't sure how uh, the community was going to respond to that. And boy, did they prove to us that we are here, we, we recognize the needs, we want to help, and uh, it turned out to be a, a very good campaign. Mm -hmm. I understand you exceeded your campaign goal, which initially was $1.4 million, and this year you went back to a monetary goal. And uh, maybe in the next few days we'll know the actual final total, but uh, for now you can tell us that uh, you did exceed that campaign goal. We did exceed the, the campaign goal, and, and, and there were uh, several reasons for that, and uh, we're just – a lot of a lot of success a lot of people stepping up and, and and doing the right thing our our um what you would say is the bread and butter of united way all these years or it would be our employee campaigns at, at our partner companies and and those went very well a lot of hardworking folks that that saw the opportunity to help others and then there was a couple of uh strategic fundraisers and, and a, a COVID relief fund that was set up uh that, that was able to have some immediate uh help 
on the, on the ground for, for folks in need. Mm-hmm. The success of the campaign was due to, um, I understand, about four primary factors, and I guess we've touched on all of them just a tad bit just in the last few moments, but that strong support from United Way's corporate partners and their employees, apparently just a big key to your success this year. Yes, we're very fortunate here in United Way of Tyler Smith County that we have our pillar program, which is uh, corporate donations that come directly to support our overhead because one of our assurances we make to our individual donors is the money you give during the employee campaign goes directly to support the programs of the agencies we partner with. And really, that's the power of the United Way, as John talked about. We bring together a lot of people five dollars here ten dollars here and when we do that it really comes together to leverage up and do a lot of good in the community Mm -hmm. continued support from generous annual individual donors we hear a lot about the corporate aspect of it and have for many many years but the individual donors play a key role as well absolutely there's a lot of folks that don't have the uh the ability to donate through an employee campaign Uh, maybe their business doesn't partner or maybe they're retired um but you know those individuals who uh, they might send a check in the mail you know you might not get that personal connection but their dollars are getting put to work uh, in the community just like anyone else and and a lot of generous folks stepping up in in that way Mm -hmm. we're talking to james sheridan and john berry with the united way of smith county i'm john sims this is in focus we've just wrapped up the 2020 and 2021 united way campaign in smith county and again more news to come out about that in the next few days uh, you talked about the COVID relief fund, which was set up in April of 2020, $65,000. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, so about this time last year, we, uh, we started uh, getting contacted by um, some foundations and some individuals basically saying, we've got some money available that we, we want to help people right now. If you're familiar with the United Way model, you know it's, it's, it's usually over the course of a year. Um, it's divided by 12 you know, the, as we receive, you know, payments from payroll pledges, we, we pass those along to our partner programs over the course of a year. But the needs were immediate uh, when COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so we were able to set up a fund in which allowed those foundations and other and, and companies and, and individuals who were interested uh, to donate. And we were able to go ahead and allocate those funds immediately uh, as for additional help during mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. I want to quickly uh, let people know about how they can make contact if they want to learn more about you. Um, the website, uwsmithcounty.org. That's uwsmithcounty.org. You have Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn as far as social media are concerned. And I understand that Facebook is the one that gets the most notice, which seems to be the case with pretty much everybody. But you can get there um, uh, and to all the social media, obviously, through the website. You're at 911 South Broadway in the Old Woman's Building, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And the phone number, 903-581-6376. That's how to get in touch and learn more. Um, moving on to another uh, key reason for your success in the just wrapped up campaign, the inaugural Tyler Gives fundraiser. You picked up 168 grand in a single day. That was on December 1st. Every uh, holiday season was on everybody's mind, and uh, uh, whether or not that had anyth- anything to do with it, big success for you. Absolutely, and you know, as the campaign manager, in a what we thought would be a challenging year, and not really knowing what the future held. We said at the outset, we really need to be creative and flexible and kind of uh, look at ways where we can enhance the campaign. And so the United Way staff, John Berry, Reese Stokes, and CEO John Gaston, um, we realized here in East Texas, 
no one was really uh, using the power of the uh, National Giving Day, which is the first Tuesday in November. And so we sort of formulated a plan, well, what if we, we did something around that? And so we were able to come up with a, a program, which we went out to all of our agencies we supported, got their support, um, talked to the board about it. And essentially what we did, we used that one day and we promoted it through our website by establishing uh, web portals for all of our agencies where people could go in. And what it was, we took 50000 from last year's successful campaign, and we said in one day uh, these agencies can have people go to our website, give to that specific agency, mm-hmm. and we would match their donation. There was a limit to individual donations and a limit per agency so that everyone would raise something. And we felt like at the outset it would be a success but we really had no idea of how successful it would be. And in the end, the new money that was raised just on that one day was $168,000. Mm. And so, and like John said, similar to COVID relief, those funds were literally turned around and allocated uh, within a few days. And so that was really uh, a big boost. And we're thankful the agencies really promoted it on their end. They got their donors lined up. Right. So the first morning at 8 o'clock when it rolled out, I mean, the, they just started flowing in. So we were very blessed to have that opportunity. 8 o'clock in the morning. Some folks just getting out of bed at that hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a good thing that part of it worked out for you, too. And uh, with that substantial increase from the 2019 campaign effort, more of your neighbors in need are receiving the hand up they need. That need is always out there. COVID made it even more critical, but um, you came through. That's right. It's it's you're you're right. The, the need's always going to be there. Obviously, when with something like a pandemic comes along, you know they're going to increase, and you you want to help as as many people as possible. So we were thrilled that all of these things came together, so we were able to get help for more folks. Mm-hmm. Talking to James Sheridan and John Barry with the United Way of Smith County on In Focus this morning, I'm John Sims. And a little story to tell that just came out a day or two ago, uh, a few days ago, I guess I should say. And uh, the, the key phrase here is pay it forward. And this had something, it had a lot to do, in fact, with the person who won the Jeep from the uh, Patterson Tyler Auto Dealership. Let's fill in some of the blanks on that, a little bit about how that uh, project works on a year-in, year-out basis and how it took that different turn this year. Sure. And, and first, we are so thankful to Patterson for that partnership. Uh, they recognize, uh, you know, that by by donating a vehicle each year to the campaign, that's going to raise awareness. And you raise awareness, you receive more donations, and more people get help. So they, yeah. they love to be a part of it. And uh, so what happens is there's a qualifier on uh, getting your name into the the drawing for the, for the for the vehicle, which this year was a 2020 Jeep Renegade. Uh-huh. And uh, if you if you pledge or give at least two hundred and sixty dollars to the campaign, mm-hmm. your name. It automatically goes in the hopper. If you do 364 or more, your name goes in twice. So there were more than mm-hmm. 2,200 entries for this Jeep. And the name that we happened to pull out um, was a local business operator. Her name is Rachel Means. And uh, she surprised us all with news cameras rolling about what her plans were for the, for the Jeep. Yes. Yeah, so when we had the reveal a few days ago at uh, Patterson, uh, 
she was very uh, excited and she has a heart for the community as well. And so what she decided was they're going to have a social media campaign. She wants to pay it forward and she wants to award this vehicle to a local student who maybe is going to high school mm. or college but doesn't have transportation. And so you'll see more about that coming in the future, but it'll be probably primarily a Facebook launch campaign. But the essence of it is, and for me as a campaign chairman, this is this is kind of my mantra for the whole year. You know, I've been involved in nonprofits in Tyler in some capacity since 1993. In fact, my first one was United Way. I was a loan executive ah. in 1993. But I've always known Tyler has a is a very benevolent community. Uh, but with the support we've gotten in this really challenging year and exceeding our goal and also having people like Ms. Means come forward and want to pay it forward, it's just reassured me of what a great place we live in and how much people want to help. Mm -hmm. Very well put, James. Thanks so much. And you're excited to carry this momentum into 2021 and continue to grow the support in and for your community, our community. Matter of fact, uh, the start of the 2021 campaign is just around the corner. Let's kind of um, put all that into a nice, neat little package. Sure. Well, so the, the campaign, as, as always, will, will kick off uh, during the summer. And uh, certainly a lot of work to do to, to get ready for that. But what, is, what it's all about right now is just... is is raising awareness you know in the last couple of years we've um we've done a good job of that and we have some new partnerships more and more people know about united way and how it works i had no idea how united way works y'all have been huh. heard that my whole life but i didn't understand how it worked this is great i want to be a part of it right um and so just the more of that that we can get the, the better um because you know as james mentioned the the community pillar program which we'll get into here in a minute um 100 of, of what you give gets to the programs that are helping people mm -hmm. and and that that's just that's very powerful mm -hmm. yeah the united way at a glance now and let's get into the meat of it here as far as what you actually do on a day in day out basis touched on it early in the show but basically we'll start with uh, your conduction of those fundraising efforts for the purpose of funding programs for your 25 local nonprofit agencies which are the ones that get funded through the campaign each year correct yes so and and the majority of, of the fundraising we do is those those partnerships with those companies who will run employee campaigns. Um, it's it's the, the the dollar a paycheck, the three dollars a paycheck, the ten dollars a paycheck. Um, we we run those campaigns. Uh, campaign kicks off in the summer, and we'll, we're heavy in, heavy in the fall on those partnerships, but it goes through through the end of March. And uh, so we we love doing that. We love those partnerships. We love getting to get out there and tell the United Way story. And uh, it, it's, it's just a great thing to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just as a campaign manager perspective, one of the things that I personally wanted to be intentional about this year and in the coming year and a, a as a group for United Way is, you know, we wanted to articulate the why. Uh, so when we were doing these rallies last year, you know, the question is, with so many great agencies to support or churches and so forth, why give to the United Way? And so I guess the answer to that question is, number one, I think United Way probably has the best holistic approach when it comes to assisting folks in our community mm -hmm. because they cover four basic large areas, I guess you'd say, which is education, financial stability, health and wellness, and crisis intervention. And what I mean by holistic is, say, for example, um, we may have someone who came out of a really tough home situation through um, the crisis center. Uh, that individual may not be able to get a job 
uh, or have some issues there. So they might go to Christian Women's Job Corps or maybe the Literacy Council. Um, they may not be able to afford full price daycare, so they may end up uh, getting um, subsidized through the Tyler Day Nursery, which is a sliding scale based on their income. Uh -huh. So number one, I think it's a holistic approach. It covers a whole lot because most people in need don't have just one need. But number two, for me, I think it's accountability because all the money that we raise, the employee campaigns go straight to these programs. The programs come in every year and apply. There's a local citizen volunteer allocations panel who decides how the money is distributed. So there are no evergreen programs and we don't support just general overhead and then they have to come back at the end of that year and we have to look at the data to see if they're really being effective and so when you when you look at the holistic approach and the accountability that's what really attracted me to united way and that's kind of the message we want to get out to folks mm -hmm. james sheridan and john berry with the united way of smith county our guests this morning on in focus i'm john sims and uh, again, that contact information for United Way of Smith County, uwsmithcounty.org is the website. Great place to start. You can get all this other information I'm about, about to give out just by going there, but I'll give it out anyway. You have Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn as your social media. Uh, a physical location, 911 South Broadway in the Old Woman's Building. And the phone number, 903-581-6376. Um, donations are received in various ways. We talked a little bit earlier about the community pillar companies. Did you want to go into some of that and maybe a little bit more detail for us? Absolutely. And this, this is a, it's a unique thing. It, it's there, there are other United ways that, that have a similar program, but we are thrilled to have it here. And it, it's, it's been in, uh, in place since 2004. And, and the idea is for, uh, some of our, our larger companies that we that we partner with for their their core they make a corporate gift and they flag it as um, a, a pillar gift which goes toward the overhead and, and administrative costs of running united way because they understand that the importance of that hundred percent message if you're sitting in a united way presentation and and uh, you're probably wondering well if i were to give how much of this is really getting uh, where it needs to go to help the people and how much is getting taken off the top for salaries and paper clips and things like that. Well, thanks to these community pillar uh, partners, you can find them on our website. And, uh, but, but thanks to them, we're able to carry that message. You know, the, the, every, every, all that parts covered. We want, we want your gift to, to meet needs and, and 100% of it will. Uh-huh. Um, James, you mentioned a minute ago that a volunteer committee vets the partner nonprofit organizations annually determines the allocation of the campaign funds now, you're also governed by a volunteer board of directors very uh, relatively light on paid staff it's the volunteers as is the case with so many other nonprofits that yes, really sir. keep it going for you yes sir that's correct we have a local volunteer board uh, we have compared to our budget we have really uh, very little staff. The allocations panel you mentioned, we're very fortunate to have people in the community step up. And every year we go through the allocations process where the agencies come in, they present their program, what their expected outcome is, and then we follow up with that. And so, yes, we're lucky to have people that will step up and do that. Uh, it's not an overhead expense. And again, I think it just adds to the credibility that when United Way gives to a program, it's measurable and it's accountable. 
Mm-hmm. Community and corporate leaders obviously involved with this. You see somebody who's involved with the United Way on that level, you're probably going to know a little bit about them from other areas of community life as well, which is something I've long since uh, noticed, you know, going back to my early days in Tyler in the late 80s, early 90s. The United Way of Smith County now, as we mentioned earlier, in its 81st year of operation, we mentioned that it's officed at the historic Woman's Building in Tyler, and you've, you're pretty well settled in there at this point. It's been about three years. I know, John, the last time, the last couple of times that you've been in to talk to us, uh, that was working out real well for you. And, of course, we didn't have COVID to worry about back then, but right. I trust that it is continuing to serve your purposes very nicely. Yes, it is certainly a wonderful, wonderful place for us to office. But, you know, also with the extra available meeting spaces, you know, we're still able to to welcome members of the community in. If you need a place to have a meeting, um, just know that the the woman's building is available and it's it's my favorite part is when people come in and tell us i'll hear a different story every day for of something that you know 30 years ago i came in here for this and they, they used to have this here those stories are so neat to uh-huh. me and for me personally my mom who's 74 years old used to play uh piano recitals in the auditorium there on the second floor yeah in 2001, my wedding reception was there. So the, uh-huh. the building has a, a lot of uh, important value to me as, as well, just individually, but great place for us to headquarter for mm-hmm. sure. As it happens, full disclosure here, I happen to be involved with a group that meets monthly at the United Way. It's a really nice space. And one of the things that I think is really neat is that the one thing that underwent very little, if any change, was that auditorium. You can walk in there and it looks just the way it did the first time I walked in there over 30 years ago. That's right. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, it, it wasn't in the, in the budget to do any repairs to it, but it turns out that uh, people like it just the way it is anyway. Uh-huh. So Funny how those things have a way of working out. That's right. Uh, talking to uh, James Sheridan and John Barry with the United Way of Smith County. John, the development director, and James Sheridan, this year's campaign chair. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. Let's get into some of the other areas of your work that are equally important. In-house programs, and we're talking about 211 East Texas, the East Texas Center for Nonprofits. And then a little later on, we'll discuss the 27th Annual Day of Caring, which is also just around the corner. I know that we before we, we went to where we were talking about how important the 211 service is. So let's talk a little bit about that, um, how it works, and how people can take advantage of that service. Yes, sir. So 211 is, is, is something that we're always trying to get the word out about. Um, it is such a valuable and important resource, um, and it's that simple, calling 211. But the purpose is, if, uh, is, is, is to help guide people to a resource that may can help them. A lot of people will have a problem, and I have no idea if there's anything out there that can help me. Uh, well, the 211 specialist 24-7 uh, are, are there to help. They've got They've got more than 1,600 agencies and programs in a database, and so depending on what the issue is, uh, they can guide folks to the help they need. And, and again, just call 211. Um, there's also a uh, chat that you can do online at www.211texas.org. Mm-hmm. You'd rather chat than talk on the phone. Um, so there's, it, it's, it's essentially, you could look at it as a 911 for non-medical emergencies, uh, right. people that need assistance with electricity bill due, due to being laid off because of COVID or, you know, just the, any, any example you can think of where someone is, is in a, in a rough spot and they, they need to know where to get the help. 
Yeah, we had, it's an amazing, the amount of calls on a regular basis, but then over the past 12 months, we had the, uh, we had a lot of people in the area from the hurricanes coming up, and they were calling in wanting to know, you know where they could find shelter because the hotels were booked up or mm-hmm. how they could find help. And then, of course, we had COVID. Uh, we had a lot of questions, uh, people calling in, asking about help with that. And then the last biggie was um, we had what some refer to as Snowvid back in February. And we, we got a huge volume. volume I think I've heard about five names for that. <laughs> I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> Snowpocalypse. Uh, obviously, uh, just a 100-year-old um, type uh, freezing event, but a lot of damage, a lot of people displaced. Uh, we kept taking those calls. In fact, at one point, uh, people had to work. Our 211 folks were working on their laptops from home, but uh, we were able to work around that. We were able to get people to the resources they needed. But as John mentions, I think 211 is probably one of the best kept secrets uh, that we have here in East Texas. And there's also been some national work done. I saw some uh, legislation they're working on to try to get the word out nationally. So it's just a great program. Mm-hmm. F- 58,000 calls in 2020. Okay, so it's not a complete secret, but still a lot of people who can always use the basic information, the fact that it even exists, and yes. obviously can be a lifesaver. John Barry and James Sheridan with the United Way of Smith County, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Once again, that website uwsmithcounty.org where you can uh, go to get any information we may not have time to get to today or that you might want to learn more about. Next up, the East Texas Center for Nonprofits. Tyler with a burgeoning nonprofit community, but there are always nonprofits that are just getting started up, nonprofits that need different types of assistance. Let's talk a little bit about that and specifically about a program that you have coming up to help folks uh, who are getting involved with nonprofits do their jobs better. Absolutely. And for any nonprofit out there, um, if you're wondering if there's a a resource out there for, well, how can we get stronger? How can we raise more money? How can we build a board? How can we boost our volunteer program? The East Texas Center for Nonprofits is is there and and they are happy to to help coach. They they are able to help nonprofits uh, just to ensure a stable and sustainable future. Um, That's kind of their, that's their goal. Um, they do have uh, the next thing coming up is uh, the volunteer management certificate. You know, one of the one of the uh, most challenging parts of nonprofit is to is to uh, assemble a, a volunteer group and put them in, in a place to succeed. Mm-hmm. I know United Way without our volunteer groups, uh, we, we we would be a very big uphill battle that we wouldn't be able to, no to win as easily. So yeah. um, it's April 28th through April 30th. For more information, uh, Stephanie Lamb is the East Texas Center for Nonprofits Director. Um, that same phone number that uh, you've been mentioning. And that's uh, uh, a great class. It's a, it's a great certificate class. And that phone number is 903-581-6376 in case maybe you're just joining us this morning. Um, the 27th Annual Day of Caring is uh, the last big in-house program that uh, has it been 27 years already. Hey, I Sometimes I forget how long I've been in Tyler. Now, this year it's set for June 11th. Let's talk a little bit about this in the usual format, a little bit of background and history and how you're going to set it up this year and what the purpose of it is. Sure, this is always a great event. And, you know, there's there's a lot of folks out there who are happy to give, um, you know, payroll deduction, support United Way campaign. But there's a lot of folks, especially here in East Texas, they want to get their hands dirty. What are some on-site projects I can do to, to, to help? And so the, the Day of Caring, it, it connects uh, – volunteers who want to, to help with 
with projects that, that need to be accomplished. So a, a great way to get involved in this, if you're a nonprofit um, and you, you need a, a fence painted or you need some weeds pulled or you've got some thank you letters that you need to stuff in envelopes, contact Lisa at our office. Um, she, she, Lisa Gardner heads up the, the Day of Caring program. And right now the, the biggest need is we need projects. We, we've got the people ready to work. Hmm. We need projects to work on. So um, any, anything at all. All righty. And Lisa Gardner is the contact person. That phone number again, 903-581-6376. Can people just drop in uh, just to say hello and try and uh, visit with some of the folks there on site? And what are the office hours? Sure. Our office hours are are 9 to 430 uh, on the weekdays. And uh, we're sure our doors open and we're we're there for people and and to... uh, to work with people so. okay and again that website uh, uw uwsmithcounty.org is the website so the day of caring set for june 11th um, now at your last day of caring 35 nonprofit agencies were the beneficiaries of the efforts of 400 plus volunteers and i take it you're looking for similar or maybe even better numbers this year of uh, always <laughs> we, we, What's, what's great is there's a lot of uh, good partnerships out there, as I've already mentioned, and we always get that several companies sign up and bring groups of volunteers uh-huh. over to help. Um, and so right now we're just we're looking at matching up uh, available projects with those groups. But if you're a company who wants to, to get hands-on and have your some of your employees out there uh, helping hands-on in the community, this is a perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Got just about a minute left in the show. It's gone quite quickly as usual. And let's just sum up. I'll volunteer a little bit of this information. I picked a good verb for that. Perfect. Volunteer. The 2020 campaign ended on March 31st. uh, And just within the next few days, we'll know the actual campaign total, which was uh, substantially in excess of the $1.4 million goal, which is always a good thing, especially given the challenges you were facing. Uh, 25 local nonprofit agencies benefit from uh, your campaign every year. And then your in-house programs, once more, 211 East Texas, the East Texas Center for Nonprofits. And mark your calendars for the annual Day of Caring. That's going to be June 11th. And let's not forget the campaign kickoff. No set date for that yet, but if you can uh, make up your mind to set aside a little bit of time in August for that campaign kickoff, that's roughly when it's... I guess going to start up. That's right. That's right. John Barry, James Sheridan with the United Way of Smith County, our guest this morning. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Always a pleasure and uh, very helpful to have you come in and get us up to speed. Well, thank you, John, and, and thank you, Smith County, for a wonderful 2020 effort. You bet. Yes, John Barry, James Sheridan with the United Way of Smith County, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. <laughs>